Hello, Ruth. Hi, Josephine. How are you? Well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you for having me. Mm. Um, this is my favourite musical. This is my favourite musical. The, uh, what do we call it? Like the, like the bonus, revision sessions? Bonus episodes. Yeah, 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 sure. Bonus. Something. Hey, um, we would first like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on today, the dark and young people. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. That's right. Uh, and you're Josephine. You are Ruth. And you're listening to an episode of My Heart Musical. This is where we revisit. Yeah. Because what I realised listening to some of our older episodes is that we didn't spend much time on some things. Absolutely. And also, like, lots has changed. Lots has changed. This was episode 12. 12 yes. So what, like 2021? Oh, was it? Must have been. I think. Maybe even 2020. I have no concept of time. No, me neither. None whatsoever. It was almost definitely like still kind of uh, pandemic times, if you will. Definitely. And I will. You will. You should. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom. Yay. That is, we've talked about it many times, obviously. Yeah, July 2020. Oh, wow. That God, we like, really got through them quick at the beginning. Yeah, well, we were doing them like every week. We were doing them every week. And now it's like every four or five months. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, when life allows. Yeah, we were. We were doing them every week. Yeah. I Do you remember like it got to a certain number and I was like, I cannot sustain this yeah. pace, this cracking pace. We were doing two, like a show each every week yeah. and a mixtape. Oh. So it was like we would release two episodes a week. Wow. How our listeners were so spoiled. And also that when I think of our lives now, I know. Impossible. Impossible. It's because we were in lockdown. Yeah. What else were we doing? We didn't have anything else to do. In fact, I wasn't even working full time. Yeah. (laughs) So that helped. Yeah, I remember being a bit like, I'm still having to work Ruth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, gosh, I cannot even imagine that. July two thousand and twenty. So we're very much in pandemic times. And you didn't have a child. I did not have a child, that's for sure. (laughs) That does change things. Um, so Tick Tick Boom, yeah, like a lot has changed since we recorded this episode. Yeah, so hey, like it was my musical, right? Yeah. Because you did the Wild Party that episode. Yeah. Um, Andrew Lipper. I was going to say, not the Lacoose. Anyway, um, I feel woefully underqualified now to talk about this um, compared to you because like I just think having directed it recently, yeah. you have a lot more relevant experience now to talk about Tick, Tick, Boom. And it's funny because when we were sort of talking about what episode we were revisit, I thought, oh, we'll do Tick, Tick, Boom Sorry. because it's like, well, I, I've just done the show, whatever. But I hadn't – it literally didn't occur to me till today. We also hadn't seen the, the film, right? The film hadn't come out at yes. this stage. Yes. And so we've also got the film we've got to talk about. And also there's been an Australian professional production in that time too, so which I also saw. So It's actually crazy to think that since 2020 where there was really nothing to talk no. about. Like all I could talk about was the original – that ran for a couple of months. And like what and the Jonathan Larson sort of stuff that he had done before yeah. he died. That was it. Exactly. And now we have actual productions yeah. to talk about. And it's actually just been done I think it's like Bucks County Playhouse, I think they're called in Pennsylvania. And like Chris Rodriguez and mm. Andy Mientis were in it. Yes. And like they'd be great too, they you would know? Be great. Yeah. Like it's, it's nice. It's yeah. like a little renaissance for Tick Tick Boom. Exactly. And funnily enough, oh, um, sorry. 
Well, let's talk a bit about like very quickly just touch on the fact that – so obviously it was like it's an autobiographical show yeah. that Jonathan Larson had done a version of on his own. And I'd forgotten – you you said this in the episode but referred to it as a rock monologue. Which yeah, Which is like what a he, great yeah. like way of describing it. It's perfect. Yeah. Like when you think about it, that's exactly what it was. So he had done um, – and, and, oh, by the way, I discovered this when I directed it recently. You know how the show used to be called Boho Days? Yes. So it was written like capital B-O, capital H-O. Like Soho. Like Soho. So yeah. it was supposed to be like, um, uh, oh, and now I'm forgetting what it was supposed to be, but something about something. Something Houston. Because you know how like Soho and Noho are south of Houston yes. and north of Houston Street? Yes. It was something to do with that. Um but yeah, anyway, so Bouth. Bouth. <laughs> um uh, yeah, and it was something to do with that. I'm forgetting the exact thing. But yeah, that was literally cool. that. That's yeah. Cool. Anyway. Um and so I like Tick Tick Boom better. Tick Tick Boom is a better title, I think. Uh, I did get a bit sick of having to always write it in the exact um Well the grammar and the, the yes, grammar it's and little t comma, little t ellipsis. Capitalized boom, boom. In capital exclamation, exclamation point. Mark. Yeah. yeah. That got a bit annoying uh, writing about it. But <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So he had it as this monologue. Then, of course, he tragically died mm. uh, while Rent was happening. And then after that, his best friend and like sort of collaborator took that monologue and with a playwright who, as we said, in who the thing, went on went, to become, went on to win a Pulitzer Prize yeah, yeah. Um, for a play called Proof. Um, turned it into a three-person show. Yeah, essentially about John, his girlfriend, and his best friend. Yeah, so it's still it's still very much the same sort of story, but it's just got a different lens, and it's like an easier one to consume because it's now a three-hander. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and those other two characters also play a bunch of other characters in the show, but yeah. it's just three actors who do it. Yeah. Um, and in fact, we talked about it at the time, but. It is a really easy show to mount. Mm. Um, it's the reason I selected it. Yeah. I had um, just put on Into the Woods. I had done Into the Woods and then I had applied to do a different show that would have been a much bigger production mm -hmm. and didn't get the rights and was like, what can I do that's just small and simple? Yeah. And I remember the, this idea coming up and being like, yeah, great. Like mm. I'd always loved the show mm. Um and then and it was it's just probably a, a much more inspired choice than you realized at the time. Correct. Mm. But what I will say in hindsight is I thought it was like because the, the movie had done really well yeah. and uh, and that sort of thing. I remember thinking like, oh, great, all these kids are going to come and see this show. Where were the kids? And I think I overestimated A, how much disposable income the fans of the movie yeah. had. And B, I think part of it is just like the times that we're living in. A lot of – it used to be that you could really count on if a show had good of word of mouth that people would come. Mm. And don't get me wrong. Like we had pretty good audiences but it just wasn't what Not we enough. needed for it to be financially successful basically. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I have to say like of all the shows that I've worked on, I'm probably the most proud of it in a lot mm. of ways of like feeling like I achieved what I set out to achieve mm. and – you know, we got amazing feedback about it and it was just like a really tight show. Yeah. More than anything, I think that's Definitely. what I was proud of. Like, because it was one act, we all love a one act, um, band of four, you know, three, three people on yeah. stage, just yeah. like such a small unit. Um, and, yeah, definitely gave me a lot of appreciation for the show, mm. I have to say, that yeah. I didn't even really have um, going in. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's like it's such a beautiful score. It really is. And it's so tricky, I think, because you and I inhabit this world where, like, because I thought the same thing as you, the film had just come out and, like, kids were talking about it. It was a really successful film. It was really big on TikTok, for yeah. example. Yeah. So the, the kids were into it. We keep saying the kids. The kids. I think, yeah, we didn't realise how much money the kids don't have. Yeah. And, and you know, it's hard to get to the theatre and it's a cost of living crisis. And, and that other pe- older people, right, are not necessarily willing to take a chance no. on a show that they've literally never heard of. That's right. It yeah. also, like, I didn't realise, but it's probably like an intimidating title for a musical. Like, I think. Yeah. It, and it, like, what is it about? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. It's not South yeah. Pacific, is it? Like, exactly. It's yeah. not even a film, right? No. Like, it's like if someone hasn't heard of a of the wedding singer, say, yeah. of the musical of the yeah. wedding well, singer, you know like, there's oh, that but film. I love the film. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And so they're willing to take a chance on it. Even though you maybe shouldn't. Well, I love The Wedding Singer. <laughs> you do. Let's not go into it. <laughs> but no, um, I feel even more strongly about Tick, Tick, Boom than I did when we recorded our first episode. Yeah. Because it really like having watched you do it and I was like. <laughs> Josephine came like three times. Oh, yeah. I think it was more four? than that. Was it maybe four? Yeah. Um, uh, and just like seeing your process and it was just, it's a really beautiful show to, to make as well. Like it's yeah. not just lovely to watch and um, listen to, but it's, it feels really organic just in the way that it comes together. And because there's only three people and I don't know, there's just lots of, lots about it. That's really nice. Yeah. And it frustrates me that it's not more popular, um, that Rent gets all the, yeah. all the good press. Cause Agreed. I don't, I just don't think Rent has the same sort of like, uh, it, it's like, integrity maybe or like mm. heart um yeah i know what you mean yeah well sometimes um sometimes artists we love are the best when someone else kind of takes their work totally and does something with it right like so it, it's a bit more objective yeah. it's like and i think that this is a really great example of that definitely where obviously like rent was completely his baby yeah and as we always we say, say about rent yeah. it was a draft where what we see it would, have been as revised. Rent, it would have been changed yeah i'm sure to some degree um but tick tick boom it's like a bunch of really talented people took great bones mm. of a show and turned it into something else and i just think too like the timing of of making this show into a show um, just after he had passed away, it meant that the, the people who were involved were so in, invested as well. So yeah. it, it very much feels like an homage Absolutely. to a person. And it, it's such a – it, but it's not like you need to appreciate Jonathan Larson to appreciate that, but it just feels so human because yeah. it is about this person that they loved and they clearly loved him. Yes. Um, you can see that through the writing. Absolutely. It's – Yeah. And that's really a good segue to talk about what they did with the film. Yes. Because that was different again. Again. And and I think what was so clever um, that they did was they kind of made it like a biopic yeah. of Jonathan Larson. Yeah. Uh, like it almost felt like we were watching a story about his life. Yeah. That ha- and it was like through the lens of the musical, but um yeah, like almost always the songs were done like diegetically, like yes. we were seeing his rock monologue. Yeah. Um, and then it was kind of flashing back to the scenes that happened in real life kind mm. of thing. And, and there was singing in some of those. Yes, yeah, some of them. But, but mostly it was um, it was done like in the con- in his concert sort of thing. Yeah. So for those who aren't aware, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda was the um, director. Yeah. And like he did a lot of the adapting of the, yeah. of the work. 
um, because he's a big fan of Jonathan Larson and we are a big fan of his. So he did a really great job, but it, um, it was such a beautiful adaptation. And I think it would be called an adaptation because it's not, it's not tick, tick, boom. Like it really isn't. No, it's that's a completely, right. Like, yes, it's got the same characters and, um, songs for the most part, actually not even for the most part, but like yeah. for the some part. But it was, I thought it had great, for something that wasn't the same, it had great fidelity of the intention of Absolutely. the show. Absolutely. And also um, I think that it's it, honestly like a, a musical adaptation should be quite different. Yes. You're in a different medium, you know, it's like. A film adaptation. You yeah, mean? exactly, yeah. of a musical. Yeah. It's like. It, it needs to be. Yeah, exactly. And I think that this is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously like to me it's definitely one of the strongest Movie musicals. Movie musicals 100%. like I've ever seen. I think too just because of the nature of how like the musicals developed after Jonathan Larson died from that rock monologue, it gave Lynn like a lot more leeway in interpreting Absolutely. it. Um, so that that's quite a unique position. Like there aren't many other musicals. That, that is can, very true. Like you know, to, to not have the author, yeah. composer around yeah. um, means you can obviously do a lot more with it. Yeah, and make it more about him and, and – yeah. And the other thing is, you know, Andrew Garfield, who plays John, John. Uh, was nominated for an Oscar for his performance. And Abs- that's like, when does that ever happen? Absolutely. And it was so deserved. Oh, right? so like, deserved. He was yes. incredible. You know, and he was truly amazing. One of the things that kind of happened was that they started production in March 2020 and then it was shut down, obviously, because yeah. of COVID. So he then had like all this time to work on it. And like, you can tell, like, he yeah. is John. Like, and it's so. Oh, I don't know, like I don't want to make it about Andrew Garfield, but wow, he did such a good job mm-hmm. and like it was such a masterclass really of like what a musical could be and how impactful a performance in a musical could be. Like I think it was it was a cool time actually for movie musicals because West Side Story came out at a similar time. That's right, yeah. And those were two just incredible. And even in the Heights as yeah, well was not right, too in far the Heights away. It was a good far. year for movie musicals. It really yeah. was. It really was. Yeah, no, um, it really was. Because you just had like heavyweight actors doing their thing yeah, in a musical. Absolutely. Which I just think people don't expect. Yeah, that's so true. There's a lot in the movie as well, um, little little Easter eggs for people who are passionate about musicals, but you don't need to be. Like, no. It's very accessible to anyone who isn't super into musicals. Yeah, and I will say um, Josephine and I like watched it the minute it came out on Netflix. Yeah, like, literally. We worked out what time it would come out Australian time, which I think was like 7 p.m. Yeah, it was like 7, yeah. And we were, we're like – texting the whole time. Yeah, texting. And when they got to do Sunday, the Ugh. sort of um, parody homage to – um, the song Sunday, Sunday from George. Sunday in the Park with George. Yeah. Um, and all of these, like, the most famous musical theatre actors you can think of yeah. um, come on stage, including, like, one point, like, four of the original actors from Rent yeah. all together yeah. um, and stuff. And it was just, like, we were just sobbing. I was a mess. A mess. Well, like, a my husband mess. was literally, like, I've never seen you like this. Yeah. You are beside yourself. <laughs> Except I think we've talked, we might have even talked about that on the podcast before, but, like, yeah. it was just so so beautiful yeah one thing i will say is i realized re-watching it like when i was doing the show you can really tell that it's filmed in the height of COVID as well oh, because yeah. everyone's really like socially distanced <laughs> i didn't it's not until i watched it again recently to be like with sunday particularly like oh yeah they're yeah they're so far away from each other yeah absolutely but it's like I just wish now that every movie musical is directed by a person who loves musicals loves the way musicals, Lynn does. Yeah. And like, knows them. And like knows them. Does. Yeah. And yeah. knows just like 
I don't know, what we want because it feels like it's made for us. Or like Spielberg. Yeah. (laughs) Spielberg's okay too. Well, yeah, he did a very good job. He did a very good job. Yeah, Yeah. we should talk about the West Side Story movie more. Yeah, absolutely. um, No, like there aren't many movie musicals that I think are like worth the time. Yeah. This is definitely one of them. It's definitely worth the time. Oh, yeah. Um, It's not too long either if you're worried about that. No, that's right. Because the show is short. Um, the new songs are totally great. Yeah. Like, and they discovered them in his archives. Yeah. Great um, additions. They sort of took took notes from his archives and turned them into. Yeah. Well, they were cut from various things. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had a lot of other. They're sort of, done well. Yeah. They're done really well. And the omissions, like I'm fine with now. I've come to terms with them. Yeah. So like I think um, – because literally, like when you did the show, one of your gateways was "See Her Smile." It's my favorite song and from the show, and it's cut from the film. Yeah, um, and it's like, yeah, we get it. Yeah, but God, it's a beautiful song. It's so pretty. And I remember actually, like our cast when we did it. Um, obviously, they didn't know the song because they'd only really seen the film. And I was like, and you know, even just stuff like that cast recording, original cast recording is not on Spotify. You've got to go to YouTube. So it's like I had to give them all a copy of that yeah. original cast recording. Yeah. Um, and even the versions on YouTube are really crappy quality. Yeah, they're weird. That's right. Um, so, but yeah, like See Her Smile, they were like, oh, this song's beautiful. It's like, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though because I we only known it from having like a burnt CD yes. right, of the cast recording. And there was just like straightaway songs that I gravitated to when I was a kid listening to it. Um, but seeing your production – it made me realise that there are, like, better songs than See Her Smile. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so – Because you talked about that in that episode about how much you love that song. I just love it and I will always love it. I still stand by that but um, it's not the strongest song in the show. Yeah. um, In terms of the moment too, like, it's not an impactful moment. Yeah. um, But when you see the whole show and you experience it, there are moments that – Take your breath away. Yeah. And it's not one of them. Yeah, that is true. Mm. It's just kind of like a. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. he's having a moment. Yeah, and it's pretty. Yeah, it's lovely. It's pretty more than anything, really. Yeah, because it's really just about a breakup yeah. that's about to happen. But the other moments are like, this is about life or death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It was lovely having seen your production and um, because there's so much in it that is because it's literally a monologue, like it was a one-man show, so there's so much talking in it and there's so much like context and information that was yeah. really cool. Like it's yeah. it's really like a moment in time. It's a really great snapshot of um, 1990 in New York and like there's really cool stuff that that we can like we're immersed in this cool world, like all of that that you don't get from the cast recording. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. That's so true. And I yeah. will say – I remember like after I we applied for the rights to the show and whatever and then I got the script and I was like, oh, yeah. there's a lot of talking in this. That so I, there's much a lot talking. of scenes yeah. and some of the other stuff was like, as I said, like the, the two actors who play Michael and Susan, the best friend and the girlfriend, play all these other characters mm. and actually that's so much fun. It's funny it, too. It's, it's, like it's really well funny. There's a lot of really funny moments in the yeah. show and a lot of – um, those actors really get to play with characters in a mm. way that you don't expect listening to the cast. No recording. way, you know. Yeah, yeah. You would not. You would not see any of that coming. Yeah, so that that was a really nice surprise. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, I think too. Like poor Rent. You really just if you've seen Rent, um, you would just think that this show will be a certain style or quality or 
It's just not. Like, yeah. it's so different. Like, you could tell that it's the same composer. Definitely. But it's, yeah, it is very different. But you can also tell that the person who wrote the majority of the script won a Pulitzer Prize for something. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Um, I should also mention, yeah, so it was done professionally in Australia, like, while we were rehearsing for our production. Yeah, which so was, was that like in March? Yeah, that sounds about right. So we did the show in June and, yeah, I think it was on in Sydney in March. Yes. And that was, A, a really bizarre experience because um, – Because, like, when imagine, do people ever do tick, tick, Yeah, tick? so – well, that. Hmm. But also because obviously, like, normally when you're doing an amateur production, you – can't get the rights yes. if they're doing it professionally. Yes. But because this was like quite a quick tour and it was done by March, I you and maybe even maybe even I applied before they decided they were doing this yeah. or whatever. I had the rights only two months after it was done professionally in Sydney. Which is really rare. Crazy. And so we had this odd thing where like a bunch of us who were involved in our production could go and see it went down to see it professionally. That's right. That's right. And um and so we did that and honestly, like, there were no real issues with the production itself except that the guy who played John, John. was not vocally up to the part. Yeah. And until that is you, the That is how Australian musical theatre works. Yes. And until a TV you, star. Correct. And until you know the show, you don't necessarily re- – like, John – literally doesn't leave the stage. No. He's um, got to be strong. We had to hide water in vessels. Because it's a real sing. It's a big sing. It's a big talk, you know. Yeah. It's all these monologues. And so we literally had like, you know, coffee cups on yeah. the set and stuff like this so that the actor playing John could like get water during the course too, of the show. It's a singer's worst nightmare because the um, intensity and the range uh, of the songs just gets crazier and crazier. Yes. So by the end of the show, you're doing the hardest song. Yeah. Like and when you're doing Why, which is like you do like a several minute monologue. Yes. And then you go directly into this like six minute song. Not so That you range. sing by yourself. Like, yeah, you're yeah. tired it's, and you've already been on stage for exactly. 60 minutes. Exactly. And there's – and like the character smokes, for example. There's just all these layers of things that you sort of have to combat. But, yeah, it was just like – and so watching this – and I know a lot of people who saw that professional production and and unfortunately really didn't enjoy it Mm. for that reason – and they were like, what is this show? And it's like, okay, but that's not what the show is. like Because it affected so much. And they added – I, I, I sort of understand why they did it, but they added two more actors, right? Yeah. So they added an ensemble, if, yeah. if you will. So that Susan and Michael didn't play all of those characters, Correct. Right? And, and the idea being that those two people were the understudies for Susan and Michael. Mm. But, like, it meant that. Unnecessary. Yeah. And it meant that just, like, they didn't really have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's so great that you're just seeing these three actors do everything. Yes. Yeah. So it was, it was actually – it was good because – it um and there's stuff like for example like the band are in the show yeah they have lines it's in the script well those actors extra actors did those lines instead of the band yeah. and there's just this really great organic moment in the show where the band just start acting in yeah. the show but see for me that's the whole point because it's it's John and it, it we're in John's head and we're it's John's perspective so it, it makes sense for the people around him to be playing all the other bits like. He stays the same. Everyone else is just scrambling around him to fill the spaces of his story. Yeah. And when you lose that, you lose the whole central point of it. Exactly. Like it's not his story anymore. Yeah. Even though he's monologuing all the bloody time. Like it's yeah. So anyway, it was look, silly. it was it was a shame because um I really wanted to love it, obviously. Yeah. 
Um, but it was also quite gratifying because we'd all already made certain decisions about mm. how we were going to do our production and they were just like completely reinforced, Yeah, you know, where I was just like, oh, right, okay, good, yes, yes. that's how we should do it. Um, and you definitely made the right choice. Yeah, I think so too. And like, like, like I said, I was really happy with how it turned out. Uh, we got great feedback on it and it just gave me this whole new – I mean, I liked the show already, but, God, it gave me a whole new appreciation for the show. Same. That I did not even see coming, yeah. you know. Same. Um, yeah, so it was it's – it's a really great piece of theatre. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. If you get a chance to see it any time in the future Absolutely. or see the film, go, go and see it. And all it made me do was go, oh – why, like these little gems of mm-hmm. shows, I just wish they would sell better mm. so that more people do them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't you just feel like if everyone knew how good musicals were? I know. The world would be so much better. It's so true. It's so true. Have you got any new gateway songs for this one? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I do think it's worth people listening to the movie soundtrack. Yep, I agree. Well, that's um, all you can listen to on Spotify as that's well. That's true too. Yeah. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Which we um, didn't have. Like when I when I recorded episode 12, there was nothing there was to nothing. point you to. Yeah, that's so true. Actually, do you remember like Louder Than Words is randomly on Spotify? Yes, that's right. Because it must be on like a compilation CD or something like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, like even like some of the new stuff on the cast recordings worth listening on the cast recording on the, on the soundtrack. film soundtracks worth listening to. Definitely, like Boho Days, that's a cute song. Yes, and that's what went really viral on TikTok. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Which is like it's not in the musical, so yeah, that would be disappointing. Um, so it's really good that we now have something on Spotify to point you to. I still think if you if you can go and find Raul, um, Sweet Raul doing John on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but the film soundtrack is fine. Like it really yeah. is. Of course, like I would say I still love Sunday so much, but it's not a gateway. The true gateways are why and louder than words. Yeah. They really are. Because I remember you saying that why just wasn't one of the songs that you listened to and at the time. And like it's just so in the way that, like I said, once you see the show, yeah. it's the moment. It's like, the moment. It's definitely yeah. the moment. Exactly. Um, and louder than words is just, it's such a perfect ending. Um, Yeah. They're just great. It's great. It's a great show. Great show. Um, if you don't already know it, please go and listen. Yeah. And it's been great revisiting it. I just like a lot's happened to the with us and this show in the last three years. Yeah, it's it's crazy actually. Yeah. Hmm. I Absolutely. like revisiting these ones when we've got Same. some new things to Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for coming along. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.